Hey, thanks for stopping by. Remember to follow the Gilded Cast on Instagram. Follow and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. And don't forget to rate it and review it. This week, I want you to meet Julie Menon, candidate for District 5 of the New York City Council in 2021. Here's what we talked about. Good morning, Julie. It's so good to see you, Stephanie. I'm so proud of what you've created here. It's just fantastic. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you too. And thank you so much for taking the time away from the campaign trail to talk to me and and the listeners on the Gilded Cast. My pleasure. Happy to be with you today. I want to talk about the, the moment that we're in, right? The pandemic has absolutely changed the New York's economy and has affected New Yorkers in so many different ways. And we are, as we see kind of like the cloud lifting with vaccine approvals and and getting people actually vaccinated, we're starting to think about what it takes to bring New York back to what it was pre-pandemic. And one of the one of the most iconic things about New York or important things to our economy is our tourism. And with that, part of our tourism is the arts. And that's something that's really important to you as as a former as a former commissioner for consumer affairs, as the former commissioner of the mayor's office for media and entertainment. That's something that's I'm sure really important to you and I'm sure it's, it's something that you're thinking about. How how do you think we can bring back the arts and make sure that it's it's back to where it was? It's such an important question. I'm so glad you're asking it. The arts are just on a very personal level important to me. My late mother was an artist. And so I always grew up around artists and understanding the importance that artists bring to a vibrancy of any city and any community. Um, Now that we are in crisis in our city, the arts are a path forward. Right now, all of the cultural institutions, all of our creative um, sectors, all of our amazing artists that reside in New York City, they are really struggling. So many of them have been out of work throughout this whole pandemic. And quite frankly, the city needs to step up to support them. First of all, we need to make sure that federal grant money that actually is available for cultural institutions is going to those cultural institutions. We also need to do more to program our outdoor spaces. As a former commissioner of media and entertainment, I launched a program before COVID called Broadway in the Boroughs, where we literally brought free Broadway performances to parks all across the city. Because let's be honest, most New Yorkers cannot afford to go to Broadway. And so we needed to bring the Broadway performances to them. And we had live musicians, which was incredible. And there were so many children there, and it was just a wonderful experience. But we should be doing that now in our open spaces. We have one of the highest retail vacancy rates the city has ever seen. Let's program those spaces with cultural uses. So there's so much the city can do, and the arts are absolutely critical to our comeback. You mentioned Broadway, and your old office for media and entertainment was right in the middle of all of it. How do you think back to that space? How do you think back to Times Square, to Broadway? Um, How do you think back to how it made you feel going back, going to work there every day, um, constantly reminded of the importance of the arts? 
The Mayor's Office of Media and Entertainment, as you point out, is in Midtown and specifically located in the Ed Sullivan Theater. But walking into that space every day was really uh, terrific. Um, and also just seeing uh, the lines that would form outside the block to go attend the late show, it really made you feel like you're part of one of the great, uh, one of the many things that make our city the greatest in the world, which is our arts and entertainment. And I was so honored to be commissioner and really presiding over a historic time for that agency. Uh, one of the things when the mayor asked me to take over that agency, I said to him, we need to expand the purview to include advertising and digital content and music. Because shockingly, no city agency had music in their purview before. And it, that just makes absolutely no sense at all. If you think of all the record labels that are here, all the cultural venues, all the musicians, who's representing all the genres, them? All the genres that were created here in New York. Exactly. A hundred percent. And so we are really celebrating that. We did Music History Month. We did a whole uh, program with Spotify to help um, young women enter into that sector. You know, I'm really proud of the work that we did around music, but also around film um, and Broadway and other areas as well. And then the other thing we did that I thought was really important is there is a tremendous amount of filming in New York City and production was at an all-time high when I was commissioner. So we needed to make sure that production is done in an environmentally sustainable way. So I launched a program called Film Green, which was the first of its kind municipal program where literally we were working with these production companies to make sure that when they are filming in New York City, they're filming green in an environmentally sustainable way. Uh, so, you know, but what, to answer your question, I mean, walking into that office every day, it's it's incredible. I mean, people go into that office to receive their film permits. So you're actually having interaction on a daily basis uh, with the different communities that that agency is serving. Great. So, Julie, around all of this music, uh, I'm sure it's something that you still go back to. Um, it's something that's really important to, to you uh, coming from an artistic family. What do you listen to to kind of disconnect from the campaign trail a little bit and center yourself. Thank you. No, I, first of all, I happen to love music and I love to dance. So I love both of that. That's great. Uh, I have to say that my soundtrack, my, my iPod has been completely though taken over by my almost three-year-old daughter because what she likes to listen to now is what I listen to. (laughs) And so basically she loves to listen to the Trolls soundtrack, which I do have to say, if you like JT, if you like Justin Timberlake, it's all about Justin Timberlake on the Troll soundtrack. Um, and then the other big, and we dance around to that, and the soundtrack is really fantastic. So I'm going to make a little plug for that. The <laughs> other one that is our favorite that we listen to um, is Mary Poppins' is Lin-Manuel Miranda's um, rendition and, and the soundtrack. And she loves that as well. So I'm having a lot of fun uh, really seeing music through her eyes. She's almost three and she is, you know, just fantastic and so much fun to be with. And she loves to dance as well. So we're two peas in a pod in that respect. That's fantastic. That's so sweet. Thank you for sharing that, that intimate story. So another big thing that's going on that we don't really talk about, right? There's the pandemic. How are we going to recover? It's affecting how we how we live in New York, the 2021 cycle, which is extremely busy, talking about electing 21 women in 2021. But one thing that we that's kind of flying under the radar is the redistricting that will come pretty much right after our 2021 elections. 
um, and it's going to affect the districts for the city council members who I've been talking to for a few months now. This is not something new to you. You were part of the redistricting commission under the Bloomberg administration. Um, You were the director of the census count here in New York City, where in that role, you fought to make sure that we counted every single New Yorker, despite people leaving the city temporarily, despite the challenges coming from Washington to include a citizenship question, which is, it was absolutely absurd. And ultimately getting that out of the the census form. What challenges redistricting present to you as a, as a council candidate and for the rest of the, the people in the field? I think it's so important that you're talking about this because so few people are, and you are correct. It is actually inextricably linked to the census, but you're right. In terms of the redistricting, not a lot of people are paying attention to it. So I was a redistricting commissioner in the Bloomberg administration. The redistricting process takes, um, you know, significant amount of time. You have hearings in every single borough. Um, You listen to testimony from elected officials, from community groups, from advocates. Uh, It's really an amazing process. And you have so many different things that really come into play in terms of how that process works. So once again, there will be a redistricting. And, you know, it is something that every candidate, you know, should be paying attention to. Uh, because at some point it will start soon and then you know people will obviously be able to provide their perspectives on it how how will city council members help shape the new city lines how can they organize their communities to make sure that they get fairly represented that the lines fairly represent who they are and what their community actually looks like Certainly, redistricting is incredibly, incredibly important. And when it starts to gear up, it's important that not only candidates and and council members, but really community groups. Because when I was a redistricting commissioner, I was so interested um, in really paying attention to what do communities feel? How do they feel the line should be drawn? Because they they are sort of on the ground. I felt this way as a census director. It's why we made the decision to allocate approximately half of our budget to community groups, in large part because they are the trusted voices of their neighborhood. They're the ones that have been working in communities, doing that hard work for years and years and years. So it's important that in the redistricting process that whoever is on the redistricting commission listen to those community groups. They understand their communities. They don't want neighborhoods to be separated. They want to make sure that they're fair lines. And so that is going to be an important process. Thank you so much, Julie, for taking the time to speak with me and to the listeners of the Gilded Cast. I really appreciate your insight on the city and what we will, what we'll need in recovery and what's to come after the election. Thank you, Stephanie, so much for having me. And congratulations again on the Gilded Cast and this incredible podcast that you've created. It's really wonderful. And it's great that you're amplifying women's voices, which is so needed. 